You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Wednesday, Dan and the Dan, that's Dan Patrick Show. We've gone off the rails, officially. By the way, it's a meet Friday of sorts on a Wednesday, since we won't be here on Friday. I asked Tyler, the moderator, moderates chat row. I said, can you whip up something? He goes, what are you uh, thinking? I go, I'm in a sloppy Joe's kind of mood. And he said, all right. I said, uh, whatever else. He goes, how about some southern rice with chorizo? I said, fire up the Traegers, because who's got it better than we do? Nobody. That's a little bit better. I appreciate that. So uh, I meet Friday on a Wednesday for the Danettes. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. We're kicking off Thanksgiving weekend early, danpatrick.com. 40% off our T-shirts, special discounts on most other items as well. Make sure you pick up a calendar as well. This program brought to you by the great folks at Panini Trading Cards, the official trading card partners of the Dan Patrick Show. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, all-time greats, only one place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards, instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, hottest rookie cards. Start to continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. We will get to more phone calls coming up. He played Kevin in the popular sitcom The Office. Brian Baumgartner will join us coming up here in a little bit. You might call the Thanksgiving NFL games, all three, the Get Right Thursday for the winning teams. Total disaster Thursday for the losing teams because all six teams lost last week. Two Super Bowl contenders, the Bills and Cowboys. A lot of questions about subpar performances. Dallas comes back home against the Raiders. Buffalo goes to New Orleans. Perception-wise, both the Cowboys and Bills have to win and do it convincingly. Otherwise, questions will persist. The other end of the spectrum, the Bears and Lions in a desperate place. Chicago head coach Matt Nagy fighting for his job. Detroit fighting for its first win. Meanwhile, the Raiders and Saints are trying to save what was once a potential playoff season. Maybe it's not the best football, but you might have to wager or uh, maybe have a player on your fantasy team to watch all of these games. At least you're watching these games, and that could save you some awkward holiday conversations that sports always save us from. Although on Thanksgiving, it feels like people who don't normally watch football on a regular basis feel like it's open season to ask all kinds of questions. Like, uh, hey, Drew Brees isn't playing tonight? No, he's not. No, he's not. Uh, the score is 13 to 20. Okay. Is Peyton Manning still playing? No, no, he's, he's not. But Eli is. No, 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 he's not. The Chargers play where? What? The, wait, the, there's a team in Las Vegas? So you might get a couple of those uh, questions today or tomorrow. Yeah, McClellan. You might have some real football fans asking some questions like, who's Tim Boyle? Yes. You know, he's from, <laughs> he's from around here. He was at UConn or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And also, uh, who's this Raiders coach, Rich Passaccia? I don't think that guy is not raised to the level of public awareness. He's probably not going to get a lot of FaceTime. I'm going to guess. Why why is Trevor Simeon playing? Why'd they pay Taysom Hill? Mm. That's actually a valid question. Have you figured that out yet? Man, they love Taysom Hill. But I don't know if they did that for salary cap reasons, and that's why it felt like, oh, my God, they're reinvesting in Taysom Hill in New Orleans. Um I think that they probably had to do that for salary cap issues. 
877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner, and also our radio affiliates around the country, including the Fox Sports Radio lineup. A couple more phone calls in here. Sean in Sacramento leads us off this uh, final hour. Hi, Sean. My uncle from another mother, my brother's behind the board. Man, so thankful for you guys this entire week, man. That gem of an interview with Ray Liotta yesterday, <laughs> man, where things got super awkward, and then you just brought it back onto the rails. That was amazing. But um, about this caller, Doug, man, does he not understand what Thanksgiving's all about? I mean, look at the top dishes, man. Cranberry sauce meant to mix. Gravy meant to mix. Ice cream and pie meant to mix. What is he talking about? I think I stand for all the DP Nation when I just go ahead and say it. Suck it, Doug. <laughs> wow, suck it, Doug. <laughs> all right, let me bring you up to speed if you're just joining us. Doug in North Carolina called in after being up at 3 in the morning because he gets worried about food touching food on Thanksgiving. And, of course, this is captured you know <laughs> the nation's fury everybody's upset they got an opinion on this i look i've been around this before been around this with children before and you know having ocd i probably could have easily fallen into this trap it's just my mom would not let me because it was if you don't eat it somebody else will and I never fell into that habit, but I, I could easily do that where I'm separating my food there. Yeah, see. See, I grew up in a slightly different situation where we had a thing that we called FHB, which was family holdback. And if you're in the immediate family of the house, like say you have everybody over for Thanksgiving and you're an immediate member of that household, you have to wait for everybody else. Make sure they get their food and make sure when you get then take your food, you have to make sure that there's enough leftovers for everybody else. So it's sort of like uh, just make sure that everybody else is taken care of at throughout the entire meal before you go back for like seconds uh, or thirds or something. Man, we started dinner at six o'clock. And if you got there at six oh five, SOL. Like I was my mom ran a tough ship. It's like, hey, I I'm I'm late. Yeah? Well, get an apple. My, my mom's favorite line. Well, well, get an apple. I bet that drove you nuts as a kid, yeah. too, because you're hungry. And you're like, I don't want an apple. I want it some pizza. Yeah. Well, get some raisins. And I go, <laughs> oh, what? Raisins. What? Like, come on. Well, you can get a sandwich. There's bologna in there. And I go, oh, my God. So I, my, I drive my wife crazy when it comes to what time we're eating, because I think we eat at 6 o'clock. And she grew up in an Italian household, and they ate when they wanted to eat. And I go, you know, I'm setting the table. It'll be like 542. And I go, I ain't got to time this out. I'm going to get there right at 6 o'clock. And when's that coming out? Is that coming out in like 15 minutes? Okay. So I, I get it. But I, I can't do the food can't touch food. Yeah, Paul. The one good thing about Doug being up at 3 a.m. preparing his food separation manifesto for the show today is that he didn't wake his wife up because they sleep in separate beds. <laughs> I see what you did. Nothing touching. Some separation. Okay. I got that. Yeah, thank you, Dan. All right. <laughs> Took a little while. Took a little while. I, I feel good about it. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> the OCD community love that bit. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, nothing like OCD humor, oh, man. They, they were huge. Yeah, them. yeah. I love it. I can't leave the house unless I touch all of the knobs on the uh, stove. You still do that? Yeah. I thought that was over. <laughs> no, because no, I remember you used to do that. Yeah, I do. Yes. You really? Yeah. Yeah, still do that. Yeah. You know they're off, right? 
Like when you walk up to touch them, you know they're off. I I think they are. <laughs> I think they are. Like the little white thing that's pointing towards. No. Never know. I, you just never know. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know what my like the one of the worst things that I can hear when we leave the house from my wife is I don't know how long into the drive will be, but it did I turn the coffee maker <laughs> off? Oh crap! Because that'll ruin the rest of the day unless somebody's positive. Like oh no, I definitely turned it off. I remember. So now we're to the point where we're like uh, like I'll turn it off and I'll be like hey just. I turned the coffee maker off. All right, just let's just remember that. Remember, in case I forget, I turned the coffee maker off. I have uh, I've turned around before and gone back because I I just wasn't quite sure, or I've had somebody go in and check. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a real deal. Anybody else OCD? Todd, you're a lot of things. I got, I got plenty of that too. But if you're going to ask a question like that before a drive, you got to uh, kind of address that like when you're going down the driveway when you're only like a block away. When you're already an hour into your trip, it doesn't help to say, did we close the, the garage door? Why are you doing that now? Did you remember to take your wallet? That's not going to help anybody. Thank but you. yeah, I have to sometimes touch things. or I think I do more of a counting thing, like things with the, I'm looking at the clock and just like numerology things more than anything else. Not, not, not tying and retying my shoelaces and some of the other things that people are washing and rewashing their hands. Thank you, Todd. Uh, let's see. Matt in Arizona. Hi, Matt. What's on your mind today? Man, this is a crazy day. Hey, Matt. Hey, what's, hey how you doing? Uh, uh, 5'10", um, 230. <laughs> I made it. Make a comment about, about Doug in North Carolina. So what's... What type of weirdo, like, what, so what are you eating, like, the macaroni and cheese first? And then you move on to the stuffing? And then you move on to the turkey? I mean, I bet this guy has turkey stuffed in his, in his basement. I mean, <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah, it's, it's different. Uh, thank you, Matt. There's no name calling today. Yes, yes, Tom. And do you need a different utensil then? Because if the utensil hit the mashed potatoes, then you're separately going into the cranberry. There's a little bit of mashed potato that's going to get mixed with the cranberry. Can't have 17 forks and 11 spoons. It'd be a total nut. Yes, Seton. I think Doug and uh, Barry in Long Island would be fast friends. <laughs> they strike me as similar guys. Like, uh, when, as soon as Barry said, I do what I want, when I want, if I want, Doug was like, yes! <laughs> See, somebody gets it. Chris in Sacramento. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. It's uh, my birthday today, and I wanted to let you know my wife got me the calendar, and I'm in it, and it's spectacular. But um, I wanted to make a bet, either a shower shame or a pint of face, that even though mine and yours, Sacramento Kings, have been on a losing streak, I still think they're going to make the playoffs. So if anybody wants to bet me for a shower shame or a pie to the face, anybody I'm want a, to anybody want a bet. piece of Chris in Sacramento with the Kings making the playoffs? Yes, Paulie. Dan, your Kings right now are six and twelve. They're uh, you know it's very early. Yeah, it is six and twelve, but not they're not the worst team. Not not that early to fire your coach. Mm-hmm. Does anybody? Yes, McLevin, you want a piece when, of Chris? I don't think it's fair. When's the last time the Kings were in the playoffs? It's been forever. Well, then take him up on it. Yeah, that's easy money. Yeah, of course. All right, Chris. Uh, McLovin's in. He'll take the uh, anti-Sacramento Kings sentiment here. All right, sweet. All right. Thank you, Chris. That They last made it in, what, 06? Yes, yeah. Rick Adelman. Yes, uh, McLovin. I remember Jeff in Detroit bet me the Lions would make the playoffs yeah. and I'd have to walk to Detroit. Yeah. That's a, this is a similar kind of bet. Yeah. Will in Los Angeles. Hi, Will. What's on your mind today? 
morning, Dan. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Will. Uh, you five, five nine one eighty. So you know, uh, this is the time of year where we uh, share the things that we're thankful for. And for me personally, um, I'm extremely thankful for the time when Fritzy interrupted your interview with Marv Albert. Uh, it brings me. Great joy every time I hear it. Thanks a lot. Okay. Well, I'm sure that Seton might be able to dial that up if uh, give him a little bit of a heads up. That was when uh, Marv joined us and Todd had his microphone on while I'm trying to interview Marv. And then Todd is responding in real time to what Marv is saying to me during the interview. Um, the 79 is the new 78. You realize <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Good luck. Todd. So oh, uh, I have my mic. Yeah, I'll be Todd. I'll be watching it. I hope it gets off. I think that <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> but but you you and Marv, two professionals in the business, you just kept right on going through it. Thankfully, oh my 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 Todd's laugh in this his very first thing is 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 wonderful. Yeah, listen to how he laughs. The seventy nine is the new seventy eight. <laughs> well, what made me laugh? Like what was so yeah. funny? Todd. <laughs> So, uh, oh, I have my mic. Yeah, I'll be, Todd. I'll be watching it. I, I love that Marv didn't even stop. He just kept going. He just went right through the stop sign. True professional. Yeah. Unlike you. I'm, I'm very much unlike me. Yeah. Uh, Phil in Indiana. Hi, Phil. Hey, Dan. It's always a great pleasure. Hey, real quick, with all of this talk, I'm wondering if I need to tune into the Food Network later to get my update on the college football playoffs. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what, who I called here. But, but Dan, real quick, I did want to get your yeah. thoughts on Notre Dame. I, I was looking at, at their record. You know, they're, Dan, they have not won a New Year's Six game since 1994. They're 1-7 in big, big bowl games. Um, does any of that factor into the committee's decision, especially since Kelly is 5-5, five and five, I think, and hasn't beaten a top 15 team in a bowl game. So does any of that play in the past to what's going on today? Have a happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Phil. And you too. I don't know if it factors in. What factors in is the brand Notre Dame. That people tune in to watch Notre Dame win. People tune in to watch Notre Dame lose. There's there's the, the TV part of this that cannot be dismissed. Yeah, Paulie. Going back to the food touching thing, I, I got a hold of a doctor. Sorry, but people are asking. A doctor emailed me and said it is an actual OCD condition called brumotactiliophobia. And it's a, a, a mild form of obsessive compulsive disorder. And it's based on a few different uh, variables. It's a control thing. You like to, to put your food in certain orders. They also said it's a uh, aesthetics thing. You like the look of the food and think find it more appealing because it's separated um i'm guilty of that yeah uh the textures of food if you're a person has issues with food texture you don't like foods of different textures touching but they said it is a form of ocd and there is a name for it yeah yeah see so what we're saying is that when doug called in and asked us what's wrong with people like were you not hugged enough as a child he has the actual disorder yes brumotactiliophobia yes todd if your kids touch each other, do you have to get rid of one of them? How far does this go where you got to draw Well, no, no. You yeah. just separate them. You separate them forever. You just separate the kids. You, can never, you don't ever, have to get rid of they them. They can't hold hands. They can't just interact. Sorry, anymore. Thomas. You've been contaminated. Back upstairs. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. We'll talk to uh, Brian Baumgartner.
Good buddy of the show, uh, played Kevin in the office, and there's a new book out, and uh, we'll talk to him about that. More phone calls as well on this uh, hot topic. 16 after the hour, Dan Patrick Show. It's amazing. Discover matching all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. No limit on how much you can earn, and how amazing is that? Even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States take credit cards Take Discover. That means when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more. Go to, where do you go to, Todd? Discover.com. Slash yes. Slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations. 100%. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz vans. They go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, to their five-star sales service financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz vans, built, equipped, engineered to be ready for anything, go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Brian Bumgardner, actor, director, and, of course, played Kevin in The Office and uh, he co-authored a new book, Welcome to Dunder Mifflin, The Ultimate Oral History of the Office, which just went on sale last week. Brian, good to talk to you. How are you, buddy? Dan, how are you? It's nice to talk to you. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Give me the number one question that was never answered on The Office. Is there one that stands out? Well... Wow. The, the question that was never answered. Well, I'll tell you what I tried to answer. And I came up with about 12 different answers is why are we where we are now? Right? Like let's, if you go back in time when the office was on NBC, we were their number one show for most of the time we were on, but we weren't like great. We weren't like friends, you know, we weren't like billboards in Times Square and the cover of Vogue every week. Shocker. <laughs> um, but now, you know, eight years since we filmed anything, we're the most watched show in television. So really what I tried to do through this book is to answer that question, which is which is what happened. And and really this show that we were making for people who worked in offices why are young people watching it? Why do I get approached by 12 year olds every day? Like, how did this happen? Um, I don't know that there is one answer. Um, but I think that, I think that, that the relationship between the correlation between an office setting and a school setting is, is, is a, is a pretty, pretty was, it was bigger than we thought. Did Jim and Pam become an item in real life off the set? No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. And, you know, Jenna actually talked to me in the book about how she she always hated talking to people about it because she felt like that it was like telling people that Santa Claus didn't exist, <laughs> that like they were not they were not in love in real life that it was a television show. But I tell you, a, a big discussion we also have is about, it was kind of the first show in the history of television that that inverted the story, right? So like most uh, comedies focus on the lovers. It focuses on the young lovers. 
And then you have like a wacky uncle or something that comes in and does his funny thing and then leaves. And the office was different, right? Like the wacky uncle was Michael Scott right in the middle of everything. And then you had this love story playing out just like in the corner. Like sometimes there would be nothing except, you know, someone would touch great, you know, lightly graze someone's hand and you'd be like, oh. And I think what that did was that made viewers lean into that story and really want to see more because they weren't getting it week after week. What's in the book? Um, Again, I, I wasn't interested in in oh this is what happened and it was really cool and funny and and this is what you should think about what happened it it's an oral history right so like my memory is very different than other people's memory and so what i tried to do was to put all of those things together to tell sort of our best version of what happened but again specifically to really try to answer that question why why did 57.1 billion minutes get watched on Netflix in 2020? Like that is a number I can't even comprehend. And that doesn't count Comedy Central and DVDs and wherever else people are illegally watching it. I mean, you know, so like just the number of minutes and episodes that people are consuming is is insane. What was the audition like? For me, it was... Uh, I was I auditioned for Stanley. Oh, so I was I was brought in for Stanley and I did uh, I did kind of a bold maneuver because I knew the British version of the show and I knew that there was a character called Kevin in in this. And I knew that that was the part that I should play. And so I went in and met with Greg Daniels and Ken Quapas and Ben Selva, all these producers. And I read the role of Stanley as though I were Kevin and it was over and I walked out and I was like, well, that didn't go very well. <laughs> that was, that was a bad choice by me. Uh, and I was, I was truly, I was walking out and Allison Jones, the casting director ran after me and said, Oh, Hey, Hey, Brian, 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 actually there's another role. Uh, they, they want you to read for. And I wrote, I read for Kevin and I may have told you this before, but one of the coolest things I have uh, when Steve Carell left, uh, the casting director handed me a piece of paper and she was like, Hey, I was looking for like cool memorabilia for Steve. I didn't find that much, but I thought you would appreciate this. And it was just a piece of paper and it said Kevin Malone and it said Brian Baumgartner, Eric Stone Street from Modern Family, now fame, and uh, Jorge Garcia, who went on to Lost and everything else. So it was the three of us. Wow. At that. So who knows? Maybe I could have been Cam in Modern Family. <laughs> Where did you come up with a voice for Kevin? You know, it was so, I mean, this is way too nerdy for your audience, Dan, but I was, I was a theater actor, right? So for me, it wasn't like improv or stand up. Like for me, it was about creating characters. And so I, I created this character and we began shooting and then the writers just like they just fell in love with this. Let's just call it childlike sensibility of Kevin. <laughs> and so it became a little more childlike, a little more mischievous. And uh, 
and so I would say it sort of uh, it sort of evolved over those first two seasons to where to where we finally got. My justification is that Kevin was nervous of the cameras that were filming us, the like fake documentary crew. And as I became more comfortable, more of my personality came out. What was that first day with Steve Carell like? He's a, he's a genius. I mean, I like to make fun of him and 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 I should, but. I truly believe he is the greatest improviser in in the history of comedy. He he is explain that. Uh, he is so anybody can, I mean anyone who's smart or funny or whatever can make a joke, right? A, a poop joke, a whatever kind of joke that just gets a laugh. But what Steve was able to do is in the blink of an eye come up with something funny that was also a hundred percent consistent with the character of Michael Scott that he had created and also stayed on the story, like the plot of that particular episode. So there was never any, like, um, I'll show you an example, right? Like this is, I should not say this, right? It's a hilarious show. I love Seth MacFarlane, but you think about like, um, family guy, right? A ton of the family guy jokes are like, that remember that reminds me of the time when and they cut to something totally different and it's really funny in a you know show with real people that becomes way more difficult to do and he never did that he never just thought of a joke that was funny it was always on character and on story um I, truly i i think he's a genius funniest person on set was who me <laughs> of course <laughs> um i uh Man, I mean, who was funny outside of the show? So, so we, not Steve, not Steve, I would say, with all respect, like he um, I know, you know, Will Ferrell quite a bit, like very, really understated um, family guys like it, it's not about that. Right. It's like the the opposite of of how Robin Williams used to be. Right. Like Robin Williams was on all of the was hilarious every moment of the day. Uh, not Steve. I um funniest. Craig Robinson, who played Daryl, might be the funniest stand up guy I've ever seen. I mean, he's he is really funny. He's really funny. Um, and I find sometimes that I've been out with comedians and they're not always the funniest person at the table. Right. And, you know, sometimes they're moody. You know, they pick their spots. It's the, the guy you don't expect to be sneaky, funny. And you're like, oh, wow, that guy is right. really funny. <laughs> that guy's really funny. I know. But depending on how famous that comedian is that you're out to dinner with, <laughs> he'll get the biggest laughs. Oh, whether yeah, he's absolutely. Whether he's, like, whether he's the funniest or not. Yeah. Like it's, um, it's a given that if I say the line. Or Bill Murray say, says the line, oh. Bill is going to kill him. And mine might be <laughs> <laughs> be about it. I, 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 get, I get jokes that um, I my biggest laughs now come from somebody saying something that nobody quite hears. And then I just repeat it louder and get a big laugh. <laughs> I don't know. What, what's have, the uh, best cameo? Oh, gosh. I mean... I, I I mean, I have proposed to so many people. I guess you have to say that. I, I, I joked before. I think I have the world record 
for most successful proposals of anyone in the history of the world. I should contact Guinness about that. Not to me, but me asking someone to marry someone else and them, I assume, saying yes. It's been in the in the dozens, the multiple dozens. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I Jim Carrey was a nice little cameo. Kim, oh my God! I thought you were talking about cameo, cameo, oh, like no. the cameo no. site. I no. was. <laughs> everyone asks me about cameo. I kept thinking, what like, the hell is Kevin why, talking about? That's, with well, that's why I was like, oh God, Dan, you're going there. Um, the best cameo on the show, on the office, the best cameo performance. Jesus, that was. We need to get our notes together. Now. I know. Um, I. I, um, for me, it was Kathy Bates. Yeah. She had a couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah. She, and it was really, um, she and I went to SMU together. No, not together. That's, that is not true. She and I both went to SMU. And when I was a student, this this is, this is cute. When, uh, my mom will appreciate this. When I was a student, she came to like speak. She'd won the Oscar for misery. And we ended up appearing on stage. There was like an opening of a theater or something. And I was a student. My mom uh, sent her a book and had her sign a book to me. And so years later, when she shows up on set, um, I bring in this book that my mom, that she had sent, you know, signed to me, like however many years before. And that was really cool. It could have had a, like a better ending to it i mean it wasn't funny and i'm trying my best here look i got i gotta i gotta tell you this though this this i gotta tell you because i don't know if you're gonna go here i i was just in scranton i went back to scranton this last week to launch the book right i did my like new york you know today show stuff or whatever but i was like we gotta go to scranton and in the introduction of the book no one's heard this story yet dan okay in the introduction of the book, I talk about how the office takes off and this crazy success that happens. And one of the stories that I tell in the introduction of the book was Angela and I go back to Scranton very quickly. And um, I'm told by someone that there's a wedding happening in the hotel we're staying at and that the bride is a big fan of Kevin. And they sneak me into the ballroom and I come in and She's standing there through a side door. She's standing there and she starts crying. This is a true story. She starts crying and she comes up to me and she wraps her arms around me. And she says to me, this is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> and I, I say, I, I truly, I was like, no, 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 no. You just got married. Wait, like wait, you got to do the Kevin ago. voice to her. Don't you? You can't. You can't. I was like, Ma'am, this is not the greatest moment of your life. So it's it's this is 2007 that happens, right? I'm not great at math. 14 years later, I just go back to Scranton. I sign a thousand books in Scranton this one night. And suddenly there she is. And she has the photo that was taken that night. And she's like, and she has a kid now. She has a kid. I tried to make a joke to the kid about me being her first love. Kid did not get it. It went over very poorly, very poorly. 
Um, I thought you were going to say that she's divorced and she showed up to say hello to you. (laughs) This is the second greatest moment of my life. Uh, The book, um, and it's a great, you know, like just flying through it. So many pictures, stories there, the interviews. Welcome to Dunder Mifflin, the ultimate oral history of The Office, and it just went on sale last week. Always great to talk to you, Brian. Thank you again, and uh, happy Thanksgiving. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you, Dan. And the next time I'm on your show, yeah. we'll find out today. Yeah. You're going to introduce me as New York Times bestselling author. Let's go. We'll find out today. Go. We'll find out today. Okay. I don't want to jinx it. Well, I've put other people on that New York Times bestseller list. So if you're not on there, then it's going to be on me, not on you. Okay. I'll accept it. All right. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Brian. All right. Uh, go out and buy the book. Let's make him a best-selling author, Brian Baumgartner. Big Georgia Bulldog fan, by the way. I didn't want to go down that road. I thought, you know what, let me keep it on the office. Uh, yes, McClellan. And cameo, of course. And cameo. Yeah, he was like saying proposals. And Marriage I go, proposals. what? And I I, I'm not like fully versed in the office, you know, so I was like, oh, wow, that must have been like one of his things that they would have celebrity cameos <laughs> on there. And he always asked them to marry him. That's really funny. I kept thinking, I watched The Office. I don't remember him proposing to anybody. And then it's the actual Cameo app website. Is that what that is? That you get paid to go on there and they go, hey, we're going to pay $100. Will you do this? Yeah, McClub. Wasn't there an episode, though, where Kevin tried to get Michael Scott and his girlfriend to get married? I feel like that was a thing. And the yeah, that actually happened in the show. So I thought that's what he's talking about. Yeah, I guess that's why I was confused. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Last call for phone calls, what we learned, what's in store. Uh, Well, no, we're not going to be here on Thursday and Friday. We, If you're watching on Peacock, we have our uh, Meet Friday, and uh, we'll unveil that Sloppy Joe's and Southern Rice with Chorizo back after this. Holiday season's a lot of fun, but a lot of stress. What do I get my family? What do I get the Danettes that I haven't already given them? That's why sleep is really a priority this time of the year. You get invited to holiday parties. Do you want to show up, grab a couple of cookies, have a beverage? Also, the busiest time of the year for sports. It comes down to, would I rather drink eggnog with a neighbor I might not like or watch midweek Mac games and go to bed on time? Yeah, I'm going to watch those Mac games. Got to be on my A game. That means a great night's sleep with my sleep number bed. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. My Sleep Number setting is 75. It's time for Sleep Number's Black Friday special. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed, plus special financing only at Sleep Number stores, or you can go to sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. So 50% off on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com slash Patrick for details. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Seton, what are you doing? Oh, I forgot Arcade Fire. Where's Arcade Fire? We're not here on Thursday and Friday. All right, hold on a second. Sorry. All right. By the way, Meat Friday, right now the perfect time to taste the wood-fired difference with the Traeger Grill, offering free ultimate accessory bundle with the purchase of select grills during Black Friday sales. Head to Traeger.com slash DP show to learn more. It's a little better. Yeah. You got to be able to say thank you to this audience. I'm... I'm grateful and thankful for your loyalty every single day to this show. Here's Arcade Fire, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. All together, if you'd like to sing, except for Todd. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store the next couple of days, I guess, here on the program. Let me go to uh, Mo in Arizona, start us off. Hey, Mo, what's on your mind? Hey, Mo. Hey, Dan. Dan, that's uh, happy Thanksgiving, turkey day, all that good stuff. Okay, look, I got to clarify something on this food touch and stuff. I don't know. I was called to talk about the Niners, but somehow you guys sidetracked me. Now we're talking about food. So you can't let the hot food touch the cold food. Like the the mashed potatoes and the, cannot touch the, the potato salad. Or the cranberries. And then you got to put up. Yes, and the cranberry. And then you got to put all your desserts on a separate plate. That way you don't have to worry about the gravy, the gravy dripping off into your macaroni, you know, into your anything. All right. Well, thank so, you, yeah, Mo. We, we, I think we're all in agreement there. A lot of head nods over here. Yes, McLevin. Now, I like gravy on everything. Everything that is in a Thanksgiving. Like I, cranberry? I, yeah, I like the combination of the cranberry, all the flavors. Oh, yeah. Okay. Adam in Florida. Hi, Adam. What's on your mind? Hey, DP. Uh, I called a couple weeks ago. I had the Rolling Stones ticket or was thinking of going to sell it and use it for my wedding. So I was just calling to let you know what I decided to do. Okay. Um, Now, recap the story here, Adam. You you had one ticket and you are getting married and maybe there was the thought of using that money by selling the ticket for something that pertained to the wedding, like flowers. Yeah, so I got a ticket. Uh, I have no friends, so I got to go solo. And I (laughs) was deciding whether to take that ticket and sell it for expenses for my wedding in February or just live it up and go see the Stones. And so the concert was last night, and I decided to sell the ticket, so I did not go. Wow. Um, Wow. A little disappointed in you, Adam. I'm disappointed in myself, but I have an opportunity to go solo to Billy Joel and Milton John next year, so I have that to look forward to. Okay, why don't you get a ticket for your wife, your girlfriend, your fiance? If, if it's if it's not Reba McIntyre, she does not care. Oh. I I was thinking of going to see John Fogerty in Fort Myers, and I played CCR for her to see if she recognized any of the songs, and she did not pick up a single one. So she does not appreciate the fine art of rock and roll. And unless it's Reba McIntyre, she doesn't want to go. How much did you get for the ticket? I got double what I spent for it. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. But uh, I also got pinched doing 97 on Alligator Alley on Monday. So that made my decision (laughs) to sell it a whole lot easier. Uh, Well, happy uh, Thanksgiving to you, Adam. And uh, good luck. Thank you, too, and the guys. Thank you, buddy. Yes, Seton. 
I was going to ask if it uh, if the future misses appreciated the gesture of selling it, but uh, then hmm. if he was covering his speeding ticket, yeah. that uh, sort of negates that. Yeah, I don't think that money made it to the uh, no the wedding fund. Yes, Pauline. He's already giving up all his hopes and dreams. It's not like he's married already. <laughs> no offense. Uh, uh, Lucas in <laughs> Texas. I always Paulie always goes no offense. Hey, Luke, what do you got? Hey, Dan, uh, just wanted to call in with a quick, uh, make sure I'm right on a quick dilemma. Uh, we got our third uh, third kid due. I'd say give it a one out of three chance we're going to have a kid this weekend. Uh, is it proper etiquette if the TVs are on in the area, maybe having that Michigan-Ohio State game? I, yes. just wanna, you know, I can put it on mute. That's no problem, but just want to make sure that's good. And then before before we leave, I think to put this thing to bed, I, I put together a limerick for our buddy over in North Carolina for Doug. By the way, don't have the TV on during the delivery. Okay. All yeah. right. Maybe yeah. just labor. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. All right. Give me your okay. limerick on Doug in North Carolina who started all of this uh, separating your food on your plate. Uh, so give me your limerick. He had a sleepless night because he was bugged. He connected food separation to being hugged, but his views on holiday food were resoundingly booed. Happy Thanksgiving to all, but suck it, Doug. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank you, Lucas. Happy Thanksgiving to yeah, you. I sure hope Doug has been able to hang with us through this whole show. <laughs> well, we got too many calls, so Doug probably can't get back in. But we do have time for Ryan in Honolulu. Aloha! <laughs> oh, Dan. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for all the laughs and fun times we've had spreading Aloha spirit this year, you and I. So thank you for that. Thank you, Ryan. I, uh, I have some uh, Thanksgiving Day sports names. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Go! Okay. This one is McLovin-inspired. Robert Griffith Jr. going for third. <laughs> okay. Okay. How about Giannis and Turduck Enbo? <laughs> Green Bay wide receivers. Marquez Glazed Hamling. All right. Mm. <laughs> it's a stretch. <laughs> okay. Brown, Browns, Browns coach Kevin Stofinski. <laughs> There's a couple of tennis ones here. John Mac and Cheese. Okay. Maria, female tennis player, Maria, share leftovers. <laughs> and oh, you're not going to tap out. Heat, okay. All right. Uh, last, last one, Miami Heat, big man, Yam, add a marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Happy, uh, happy Thanksgiving. You laughed at Maria share of leftovers? That's what you did. Okay, I'm just keep making a leftovers. Note. That was funny. All right. Did you do your names? I didn't. I have a bunch of old names. Yeah, but names you just have much. names. You just repeat them. They're not, there's no creativity. Very nice. Give me, okay, here comes Jack Ham. I have uh, Rick Sweet Potatoes. Remember Rick Sweet? That's an old name. Oh, no. Oh, no if you funny. have to say Rick Sweet, do you remember him? Then you shouldn't use it. Okay, Alvin Darkmeat and James Whitemeat. Bake McBride, Cornbread Maxwell. These are all, I've heard these the last 15 years. Steve Traeger. Former catcher that's with the Steve Dodgers. Yeager. That's, that's, that's true. Right. Easton Drumstick? Easton Drumstick. Okay, that one's okay. That, uh, that one's okay. Jack Kent Cook. 
Daryl Cranberry. How about this? Casserole Tide. Okay. <laughs> we can do that. Uh, what did you learn today, Ton? I learned that it's okay for different Thanksgiving foods to touch each other on your plate. If that troubles you, get your meds right, Doug, in North Carolina. <laughs> they say good things come to those who wait. 2021 Mercedes-Benz SUV family proves otherwise. I make that sound again? Takes no time to set up a test drive at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, best or nothing. A lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets. Have a safe Thanksgiving. Talk to you on Monday. One more item as we send you into the holiday weekend, and it's M-Drive Lean ready to help you. Now, you're probably going to overeat the next couple of days, but that's okay. M-Drive Lean is the first of its kind. It's a protein powder formulated with Morisil, which is clinically tested blood orange extract that supports reduction in weight, waist size, and body mass, and it's weight loss backed by real science. Helps fuel your daily drive. Now, it's tough to lose weight, look good, and perform at your best no matter what your age is. MDriveDan.com. Try it for yourself. They have free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, so nothing to lose. Give it a shot. It's not easy to lose weight as you get older. Visit MDriveDan.com to try MDrive Lean. Shed the extra pounds, feel good, and perform at your very best every single day. Lose weight and feel good. What a novel idea, right? M-Drive Lean. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. mdrivedan.com and make sure you refine your prime with M-Drive.